Hi, everyone. My name is Sumble Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon. And we are Cambridge's two new city councilors. And this is our podcast, Women Are Here. We're here. We're here. It's Wednesday. Whew. It's December. It's December. Wow. Wow. I know. Gosh. I found a picture of us today when I was looking for a picture. Um, I was looking for a picture of the bomb sniffing dogs. <laughs> I have a really good one, and it's their birthday today, and I wanted to find it and post it. Of course, I couldn't find that one, but I found one of us on Election Day. Ah, memories. Signs. You're holding a you're holding a sign with your face on it. It's amazing. It's so great. The whole picture is so good. Um, but anyways, I was just reminded that that was like over a year ago. Just crazy. It's been a crazy. We're year. here. We're here, and now we're and here together. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, I discovered everyone. I discovered something new about Sumble this week. She is a terrible. <laughs> terrible liar she cannot <laughs> i can't lie do it it's nope. so funny i i had no idea um how did it happen i was looking for my sandwich my half a sandwich i ate a half a sandwich monday night and i looked for it for tuesday for lunch and i was like where <laughs> is my sandwich and someone was like oh i ha- it's right here i ate your chips <laughs> I was like, you didn't have to tell me that. She's like, I'm a terrible liar. I was like, I didn't even ask about where the chips were. I ate her chips like Monday night after everyone had left. I was still pretty hungry. And I was like, oh, it said Alana on it. I was like, oh, I can eat this. She just pulled them right out. <laughs> and, and then just didn't, it was like, you could have just been like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I could have just said nothing. But you I know. I forgot that they were in there. But now I know this about you. I'm so happy. Yeah, everyone. I'm I'm not a good liar, so you no. can you can uh, take pride in uh, the worst. I didn't even have to like <laughs> shoot you a look or anything. So now you know. Now I know. Okay, so speaking of the city council, we had a meeting on Monday night, yep. and there were some highlights that we're going to go through with you. Um, first of all, the Grand Junction path was on the agenda like 500 times in different iterations. Um, so the Grand Junction uh, path is actually. A pathway, a multi-use pathway that's going to hopefully someday connect the BU Bridge uh, to Gore Street and East Cambridge uh, on the Somerville Line by the Twin City Plaza. So the conversation about the Grand Junction path has been happening for over two decades since the Green Ribbon Commission in 2000. So there's two pieces of the path that are finished or underway um, from Main Street in Kendall Square to Binney Street. And the idea would be to connect this someday to the Somerville bike path at North Point. So the next key pieces are from Binney Street to Cambridge Street and Cambridge Street to Gore Street. And both were on the agenda on Monday night. So one was way more controversial than the other. But I'm going to talk to you about the one that wasn't. So the first part was the Cambridge Housing Authority um, redevelopment project that we've talked about a bunch of times here um, at Miller's River, which is a 300-unit low-income building for seniors. So the CHA funding for this project fell short um, when they went out to bid of about $5 million that they would need to renovate their community room. So the community room at the Millers River facility, you know, for elderly residents, those 300 people that live there, for a lot of those folks, that's that's their, their day out. You know, that's where they don't, you know, spend a lot of time walking up and down Cambridge Street or are, a lot of them are not very able to get to Central Square to get, you know, critical resources. So the community room really becomes an extension of their home. Um, so renovating this community room was really a priority for the Cambridge Housing Authority. It was kind of heartbreaking that they felt short of the $5 million that they would need um, to do that. So in exchange for $5 million provided from city funds, they're going to give us 10 feet um, for the 
for the Grand Junction path adjacent to their property um, from Binney Street to Cambridge Street, and it would connect uh, the new section at Miller's River to Gore Street. So that's really exciting. I mean, I the multi-use path, I think they need 15 feet on both sides to have, like, benches and a little place to sit. So it will literally just be the bike and walking path. But we had some folks um, – who came, who live at Miller's River to talk about how they're really excited that it's going to exist because it's going to be a great place to, to walk. Yeah, that was great. And for a lot of seniors, it's very difficult. I mean, I, I find this myself. Like, it's very difficult for seniors to walk on our sidewalks. Some of them are just terrible. In that area? Oof. Oh, I know. So, so bad. It'll be nice to have a nice, smooth, paved place where, you know, mm-hmm. elderly residents can go and walk outside and feel like they um, will be safe. So, um, I'm excited that that moved forward, and uh, I think they're relocating uh, residents this month. Yeah, and also, in addition to the community room, there's going to be 15 extra units, right? That's right, yep. So that's really exciting. It's very exciting. And so that will, I mean, even if it's 15, that's 15. 15 more. People. So in the more controversial area, we also received a zoning petition from Alexandria Real Estate called the Grand Junction Overlay, which would allow for... Uh, to, for the city to give the path in exchange for additional uh, FAR, which is floor, floor area ratio. Currently, what they are allowed to build, according to base zoning, is 35 feet. This petition asks for 120 feet with mechanicals of 35 feet on top of that. So the that's, neighbors... That's called the penthouse. Did you know that? Oh, no. The mechanicals? Oh, yes. the pen- yeah, 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 yeah. I did know this. Because I made a mistake and was like, who's going to live up there? <laughs> I was like, yeah. are you going to live up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people from Alexandria, and they're like, it's for, no. like, the mechanicals. I was like, okay, thanks. So the neighbors behind the um, proposed building uh, came and mm-hmm. uh, voiced their opinions. They've uh, sent some letters to the council as well. Uh, they said that they feel that th- that building, if it came, would be out of scale with the neighborhood and that it shouldn't be allowed. So on Monday, what we were doing, the only vote that we took was to refer to the ordinance committee to discuss the merits of the petition. Um, so we will have this before us uh, in ordinance committee in January, and it'll be discussed at length uh, there and at the planning board before anything's approved. So we just want to make that clear. There will be a lot of time for public input during this process. So we had to tell the, I think some the residents came and said, we only found out about this meeting. Right. And we had to make it clear that we're not deciding anything. This is how petitions move forward. They're going to be vetted. There will be conversation. I think people are concerned that we're talking that, you know, that it's um, we're conflating the issues and saying that this is all about the Grand Junction pathway. It it is and it isn't, I'd say. It's a little bit complicated. Yeah. So um, it's on the former Met Pipe uh, uh, facility right at the corner of Binney um, and where like you would turn off to go to the Kendall Square Theater. Yep. Um, and right behind it is the where we would hope to have the Grand Junction Path. And they own the property um, from Benny Street all the way to Cambridge Street, with the exception of the St. Anthony's Church, which is on Cambridge Street um, mm, yeah. and Bishop Allen. And so Alexander is saying, well, if, if this moves forward and we come to an agreement, they will actually – um, purchase the easement rights from St. Anthony's Church so that we would have a whole pathway. They've already purchased, there's like a little salon on mm-hmm. Cambridge Street. I used to go there. You did? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been empty. The history of that. I was going to say, it's been yeah, forever. Yeah, the people who lived used to live up there. But yeah, they Alexander Real Estate purchased that whole 
salon, that building. Yep. Not right next to Loyal Nine. Oh, right. For people exactly. Who, yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, I this will be interesting as it moves forward. So, you know, 120 feet is um, 10 stories. And Alexandria is saying, well, it's commensurate with the Amgen building, which is across the street. However, the people in the neighborhood feel like there should at least be a step down, you know, because mm-hmm. it's heading in towards a residential neighborhood. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of discussion um, and give and take. And um, I actually am looking forward to this conversation. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, one of the other things we talked about uh, was increasing the possibility of increasing fines for if you park in a loading zone or in a bike lane. Um, currently, if you park in a loading zone, it's a $50 fine. And in a bike lane, it's a $40 fine. In Boston, a few years ago, um, increased their fines so that it would be more of a deterrent. So we had a transportation meeting last week uh, about curb allocation in general and delivery vehicles. And I had been having conversations with the police department, traffic and parking and the Central Square Business Association about the amount of daily infractions of personal cars in loading zones, which force delivery vehicles to obstruct the bike lanes, which causes the cyclists to be unsafe, as well as creating an overall feeling of chaos in our business districts. So this conversation has also included the need for uh, commercial-only loading zones for the most active delivery portion of the day um, that turn into meeting par- meter parking in the, re- the other portion, as well as designated TNC, so Uber and Lyft, pickup areas in our squares. Um, so what we're really asking is for in the fiscal year budget cycle that will start in July 1st in 2019 to ask the traffic and parking to consider increasing these fines along with any other fines that they may be considering increasing. So several officers that I've spoken with feel like increasing the fines combined with increased enforcement and signage of the fine amount will curb the bad behavior and make our streets safer for all. So um, that did pass to go to traffic and parking. Um, there was some there was some discussion um, around loading zones and how difficult it's been for small businesses. And so it, we, I think we would definitely do it in a thoughtful way and, yeah. and involve our small businesses. Uh, I think, um, yeah, there's a lot of conversation to go forward. But I, I, I hope this does. I hope. Um, yeah, we sh- I, I hope we can increase this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much bad behavior. There's so much be- bad behavior, but I I do also think that there's a, there is a sense in the city that the the police are not mm-hmm. um are not writing tickets for people that park in the loading zone. And last year they um it was like 1,100 tickets, so that's like three a day. Yeah, right. My math is terrible, but I think that's <laughs> like three a day. And I think that that's like on 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 par for this year by the time we get to December 31st. And in 2016, I think it was only like 650. So the, the enforcement piece is actually picking up and, and they're doing a good job. Is it the is there enough? I don't know. But so. yeah, it's like, well, what are you comparing it to? But Correct. Yeah. yeah. I also sponsored an order around the Fresh Pond Apartments uh, where I grew up. Uh, I grew up uh, in the middle tower, 364 Rinjav, apartment 14M. Shout out. Shout out. Um, you know, I went back and like, did you knock on the door? And you're oh, like, yeah, I yeah. Live here. I used to live here, yeah. Were they uh, impressed? No one was home. <laughs> was there a it's sign okay. with your your picture on I it? Totally and I went totally on <laughs> so the fourth so there's 362 and 364, which are owned by one owner, and then 402 is uh, owned by Justice Start. So 
This is really in respect to the two buildings, uh, and my order requested that we work to ensure that the city's process is on track to successfully preserve the affordability of the Fresh Pond apartments, which are expiring use properties. So expiring use properties, in a nutshell, refers to privately owned but publicly subsidized housing developments that can be converted to marking to market rates when the mortgage is paid off or the subsidy contract uh, expires and owners can choose whether to renew their subsidy contracts or to convert their property to market rate. Uh, I've done a, a lot of research on this and um, I've been, I've had meetings with city staff, residents this past year. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns in this process and 2020 is around the corner. And so my request is to make sure that we are, doing everything we can possibly to negotiate with the owner. The owner um, is Rich Hankin. Uh, I've talked to him many times. He, you know, I, I can't, there's a lot of details that can't be shared, <laughs> which is which is one of the hard things about mm-hmm. this because it's... It uh, makes residents feel very uneasy because we can't share any of the details, right? Right, right. And, but we, there's a balance. We do, so, but for me, it is about trying to share as much information that we do know. I think, you know, there's about um, 300 or six, 366 units that are, um, will probably be likely renewed um, because they're Section 8. Mm. Um, but then there's something called below interest market mm-hmm. units, which aren't tied to any HUD subsidy. So that's where the city is trying to step in or trying to figure we'll out how to. We'll probably have to mm-hmm. uh, play a role because there's going to be people's rents that will likely increase. I got it. And so there's a shortfall there. And so all in all, that's what preservation is about. We want to preserve our existing um, affordable housing stock because... Well, we don't want to lose any because we're trying to figure out how to make more. Exactly. So a lot of um, work to be had on this. But, you know, for me, when I ran, um, this is something that I was really important to me that I could be involved in this and make sure that we were listening to residents and make sure, make sure that they knew that people are on this and trying to work as hard as possible. And you've been going to the, to the Rinjab apartments and doing um, pizza parties and information sessions and things like that pretty regularly. Yeah, pretty regularly. Just to kind of keep residents kind of updated on what's going on. Yeah. And you know, the city staff has been wonderful too. They've made themselves available. Um, Cassie's been good, uh, and I don't. She probably never listens, but she's been. Hey, Cassie. <laughs> hey, Cassie, if you listen, <laughs> but you know, v- willing to come, give give information. Um, CEOC has been great, um, and talking about talking to residents about their concerns, and we've had a really good track record uh, with other properties in the past that Except we've. Except for that one on Huron Avenue next to the youth center, the Russell Youth yes. Center, right? So yeah. I think that's the one everybody feels like is the boogeyman. Like, yeah. we don't want that to happen. We don't want that to happen. Um, so, so yeah, I'll keep you updated. Speaking of CEOC, I I saw Elaine De Rosa, who was previously the executive director today. We were having this conversation about how we talk about units all the time, and it's really this woman came on Monday night to talk about how she lived at Miller's River in her home, and I think we really that gets lost in a lot of these conversations. Yeah. When we talk about units, 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 like seven hundred inclusionary units. Well, these are people's homes. And it's easy to lose that human piece of it when you mm-hmm. talk about housing, um, when you just talk about it so, like, generically and astringently, right? I'm going to yeah. start using that, homes. Homes. 
homes. Yeah, homes. So we have a lot of homes to preserve, people. Exactly. So that's exactly, that's so much more, like, feels so much more impactful than we have all these units to, like, it could be units of anything. I'll start using that. Well, don't, you're going to copy me now? Yeah. <laughs> you can credit Elaine to Russell. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of, that was kind of the highlights of what happened. It was a really long meeting. I'm not even sure why now. <laughs> <laughs> me either. We just sat there. <laughs> no, it was it was really long. Um, but we, like I said, the Grand Junction took up a lot of time, and um, it's a good project. So I'm glad that we. I'm glad that there was so much on it. So last night, I went to go see Ayanna Presley. Um, so 60 new members of uh, Congress were here at the Harvard Kennedy School doing a new member orientation. Um, so Ayanna Presley decided to do a press conference at the Kennedy School in between sort of the day a conference and an evening dinner. She's leading a Congressional Gun Violence Prevention Task Force. And I really wanted to be there to see how she plans to attack, to attack this public health crisis because here in Cambridge, we have our share of gun-related incidents. So, you know, this past summer, we had a run of gun-related incidents in the Port neighborhood, including a shooting near a playground at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. There were just shots fired this week on Pine Street and School Street on Sunday. This past October, the police department arrested a man who was illegally making and stockpiling dozens of firearms in his basement, as well as collecting hundreds of rounds of ammunition, bulletproof vests, and parts and tools to make at least 25 more guns. The guy had more than 75 packages worth $26,000, including a complete AR-15 semi-automatic rifle build kit. The gun parts were purchased online, distributed through the mail, and allegedly assembled into untraceable complete firearms, which is a terrifying uh, proposition. Awful. And just last week, while we were podcasting, in fact, there was a, a shootout that occurred on the move between two cars in between Central Square and Cambridgeport and the Cambridge Side Galleria. This happened at 2.30 in the afternoon. 2.30 in the afternoon on a Thursday. Um, just as many schools were letting out. So um, the groups fired seven shots near Chestnut and Sydney Street around 2.30 p.m. One bullet went through a nearby car window, and then several blocks away in the Cambridgeside Gallery, another five shots were fired. An officer, a patrol officer, on his way to work saw the shootout and called for help. Um, so shout out to that guy. Right. Um, they haven't really released his name, but um, if you're listening, thank you for your quick response. Uh, this happened on the same block uh, where my daughter's preschool is on Chestnut Street, and that's like prime time. Get up from nap and go to the yeah, yeah. go to the park. So, based on the time of day and how active that neighborhood is with kids, it's a miracle that no one was hurt. And you know, we lost Charlene Holmes, who was a 17 year old, as she was struck and killed sitting on a porch in Willow Street in 2012. And we still don't know who was responsible for her death. And this is all happening in Massachusetts, where we have the strongest gun controls in the country. You know, this this issue is so important to me um, that all of our residents can feel safe on our streets and in their neighborhoods. But we need Congress to enact common sense gun control laws. And as Ayanna said last night, bullets are ripping apart the flesh of our neighbors and tearing at the fabric of our communities. We cannot and must not be modest in our aspirations. We cannot wait and see. Lives are hanging in the balance and people are looking to and depending on Congress to act. I mean, honestly, I can't get a salad right now because the CDC has said I can get E. coli from romaine lettuce, but they won't do anything about the public health crisis that's facing us right now by making buying automatic weapons and bump stocks available and without a background check. I left the press conference last night for the first time feeling hopeful um, since Sandy Hook that we might have the right, the right momentum to affect real and lasting change in this area. It's so, it's so critical. I wish I had gone. Um, 
I'm it, glad Paul f- was Paul Farmer there. He too? wasn't. He okay. ended up not being there. Um, this woman spoke, and I'm not remembering her name. It's terrible, but she was like on fire. She was amazing. Yeah, um, uh, yeah partners in healthcare. Um, also, there was a surprise guest. Tell us who Alexandria Ocasio Cortez just like popped out of nowhere and then just like started like speaking. And we were everyone was like, oh my god. Like, That's it's pretty so exciting amazing. to see Isla Presley. <laughs> and she's such a good speaker. But then, like, to have just, like, she's so small. Yeah. She just, like, popped out, um, talk, and everyone was, like, cheering. And she's she's just, she's very, like, she's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so weird to say she's, that. <laughs> but she's, like, I, it was really exciting to see her. It was exciting to see um, so many of the new members of Congress, the women, the female members of Congress, just there supporting one another. And um, I know that today was Ayanna Presley's last Boston City Council meeting. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was there. And Rashida, how do you say her last name? Um, Tlaib? Tlaib, yeah. Tlaib, yeah. Tlaib. Yeah. Um, so they were both in the audience in the gallery watching Ayanna have her last Boston City Council meeting. I was like, that is so squad goals. So squad goals. I wish I had been there. I, where were you? I... I mean, uh, to be transparent, because I can't lie, I <laughs> can't lie. I was I was self care. I went spinning. Oh, good, good for you. Yeah, I went spinning. Good turnstile. I bought this uh, package last week. So, but <laughs> now you have to go all the time. <laughs> yeah, it was Beyonce and so forth. So, but I, I I was sad though after I saw the pictures. I was like, oh, it was but, just really inspiring. Yeah, too. it's such a I, it's such an important issue, and the more light we can shed on it, and we have to do something. And it just really seemed like this is the moment. Right. I mean, I've I've been like Lucy with the football before. Mm-hmm. But I just do think there's some energy around some of these newer members and these yes. women who are just like on fire. So they haven't even awesome. started yet. They haven't. They haven't even started yeah, yet. Yeah, they're getting inaugurated. What day? January? Um, middle of January. Are you going? I don't know. You got an invite, though. I'm thinking about it. I'm going to be in Thailand for a wedding. Oh, that's right. Mm, but I don't want to go without you. <laughs> I know. It would have been so fun for us to go. Okay, yeah, well, I okay. can't do it, but maybe next one in the future. <laughs> so um, I didn't get – you were asking me before if I got any pictures with AOC, and I didn't. No. No. She was, like, in and out. She's so small, I told you. Quick. She's so small. I do. People who don't follow her on Instagram, you should. She's pretty cool. She's just, you know – She's a real person. And she's a real person. And she's funny. She's really good on social media. So good. Like, she's, like um, – I mean, I'm, I'm older than her by a few years, two years maybe. Mm. But she's – I hate social media, but she is so She's so good at it. She's a digital native. <laughs> she sure is. Digital native. millennials. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, holiday events coming up. Um, yeah, there's a couple of them this weekend uh, in North Cambridge. There's a holiday stroll December 8th and 9th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. There are going to be carolers from 4 to 6, and you can make your own hot chocolate bar. I was pretty excited about that <laughs> at the little details that we've talked about before. Um, and while you're in North Cambridge, check out the Cambridge Arts Holiday Pop-Up Market at the Porter Square Shopping Center next to Port Panera Bread. It's in the old Zoots location, I think. Um, it's a great place to find gifts by, made by local artists. So it's open seven days a week from 2 to 8 p.m. now through uh, December 23rd. And there's also going to be a holiday stroll at uh, Observatory Hill December 9th from 4 to 7, the stroll extends from the corner of Walden and Concord to the corner of Concord and Huron. Have you ever done this one? Yeah, because I love High Rise Bakery. 
Oh, I do like. Yeah, and they always, they always have like a little. Um, they have like a little pop up. Oh yeah, for I good go candy. They uh, there's going to be fun stuff at Sarah's Market, face painting. Uh, so as you're saying, the Holiday Bazaar is going to have food, drink, music. There's going to be another chocolate pop up. <gasps> I'm gonna go. You're going. I'm, definitely. I'm a. I'm a. You're all, all for about a, that. I'm all for a pop up. I'm a big fan of the pop up people. You're about, all about that stroll all life. All about that stroll <laughs> life. New hashtag. Okay, you have to tweet. <laughs> I'm all about that stroll life, people. <laughs> stroll. Um, what else? Also, next week, now that we're on a roll about small businesses, Inman Square shops are going to be open on Thursday, December 13th until 9 p.m. for all of your holiday shopping needs. You can get great presents at Albertine Press, Gather Here, Stitch Lounge, and Practice Space. There's going to be a free jewelry cleaning at Lee Carroll Jewelers, which I'm really actually excited about because I need <laughs> – I need my ring clean. It's so dirty. Um, a $5 coupon with gift card purchase at Inman Oasis. And there's going to be drink specials. So naughty hot chocolate at Bukowski's Tavern in Cambridge and Irish coffee at the Rising Bar. Also, Puritan and Company is offering a 20% bonus card with a gift card purchase. Um, and when your shopping is done, head back to the 9 p.m. bar pizza special, which I didn't even know was a thing. Me either. And now I'm going to go all the time because – Nine o'clock is kind of my dinner time lately. Um, and an Armagnac and fig spiked hot cider to keep you war- warm on the walk home. And then 1369 Coffee House in Inman, 10% off your gift card purchase plus a free cookie. Ooh, so much to do. And also, before I got here uh, on my Facebook, there was a ping about a Cambridge holiday market hosted by the Central Square Business Association and the New England uh, open markets on December 8th. From that's 11 to sun- That's this Sunday. That's Saturday, December 8th. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry. So it's at um, St. Paul AME Church. Oh. Yeah. So the Cambridge Holiday Market will showcase an eclectic mix of 70 local vendors for your holiday shopping adventure. There's going to be handmade giftable art, designer wares, home goods. Yeah. So it's uh, the, there's an admission price. It's $2. Uh, and children under children under twelve are free, but I think this was just announced. <laughs> well, so how exciting! We're we gonna have a really busy weekend. Uh, well, I can't even do anything. I've two of my best friends are in town. Bring them to the holiday stroll I life. Should, I should. They're all about that holiday stroll <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> now they will be. So what's happening Friday? So Friday night, this Friday night is the Friends of Central Square Gala from six thirty to nine p.m. at Sonia. There's gonna be food and drinks and entertainment. Um, all for a great cause, which is to support um, all of the great work that's happening here in Central Square, the mural uh, project, and a lot of other things that are going to be going on next year. So it's also my birthday. So come and hang out with me. Um, tickets are $25, and they're on TicketWeb.com. Yeah, happy birthday. Well, your birthday's tomorrow, mm-hmm. but we're, it's almost there. we're going to this gala for her birthday. That's so right. everyone come. It's going to be a, a fun time. It's going to be really fun. So in other small business news, uh, after 10 years of uh, caffeinating Cambridge locals and students, uh, unfortunately, Crema Cafe is closing its doors. I went to this cafe a lot, I'd say. Uh, I still go here a lot. I'm like shocked about this. So they, so it used to be an ABP. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. So I remember going in high school when I was ABP and then it became Cafe Crema. So the co-owner, um, Liza Shirazi, she opened it in 2008 with her business partner marley brush uh they basically the reasoning is they weren't able to renew their 10-year release uh 10-year lease after it ended in march uh 
which after that they were on a month to month, um, there's a new property, there's a new investment firm that bought the building that houses Crema in 2017. They're in North, they're in North Carolina. They're called Asana Partners. So essentially they, it seems that, you know, the 10 year lease was below market. And mm-hmm. so now these new owners have, they couldn't negotiate and the, the market rate rent is outrageous. Mm-hmm. It is outrageous. I mean, I, I, I wish we had commercial rent control. We really can't yeah. legally help small businesses in any capacity here. There's unfortunately always going to be um, other uh, businesses that can likely pay that market rent or even go beyond that. Mm-hmm. And so this is what's happened here. Uh, there is, um, you know, the, the owners will be opening up another project uh, in um, Davis Square. So they have one location at Revival Cafe. Have you been? Mm-mm, no. Oh, my God. You have to go to Revival. Okay. It's in North Cambridge. It's it's great. Um, Wait, where in North Cambridge? It's right on, you know, <laughs> we're 30, the Cambridge Park Drive, those apartments are. Yeah. You go past Bertucci's. Yeah. It's in one of the buildings. Oh, isn't I love the cafe. I really like um, Steve Nookie Postal, who's one of the owners. Nookie. Nookie. He owns Commonwealth. Oh, um, oh my God. Wait. I know his my, wife. Yes. Megan. Megan. Oh, my God. I, lo- I love her. They're very nice. She always helped out with the weekend backpack program. Yeah. Because her kids went to Peabody School. Or so. I think that's right. Yeah. No, yeah, she's yeah. great. Yeah. And he um, he always does the food at the Cambridge School Volunteers. Yeah. Event. They're very, very involved in the community. They are. They're great. By the way, shout out to Nookie and Megan and everyone go to Commonwealth yes. and this revival and support go to revival. awesome local businesses who give back so much. So much. So anyway, I, I started to you know, share all the depressing news about Crema Cafe. I, there's been a petition online that's coming online about saving Crema. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so it's been on my mind because it, it is one of those things that I wish we could do more to help small businesses yeah uh, well and else? that place is like always jumping too it's not even right. like you can be like well i mean no one went there right it's more just like never get a seat there and the food is so and there's just, only get this they don't have internet they don't i know have wi-fi i know because <laughs> it is annoying but it does force you to actually enjoy your food exactly. and your friends exactly i have to talk to me well <laughs> but yeah i mean anyway so okay. what else um, so tonight, we we are leaving here shortly to go to the Port Action Forum at the Community Arts Center. Um, so the city manager is, um, this is going to be the first in a series of neighborhood meetings that he'll be hosting, kind of in different areas of the city over the next year. So th- this event is an opportunity for residents of the port to meet city and community leaders. Dinners and childcare will be provided. And during this event, residents will be able to share their thoughts about the city and ask questions about activities in the port and get common services. By the way... Please remind me when I'm there. I need a flu shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you do. So tonight at the Port Action Forum, you can um, renew your resident parking sticker. You can get information on fuel assistance. You can get a flu shot, job counseling, and more. So it's so great. I'm looking forward to it. Are, do you, are you going to get a flu shot? I got one in L.A. at that conference. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't, just remind me because I'll will. just start yakking mm-hmm. with somebody and then I won't get one. I'm like, go get your flu shot. Uh, girl. So just wanted to uh, remind people that the fifth participatory budgeting cycle in Cambridge uh, is here. Uh, you have a few more days. You have until Friday. I voted. I voted too. 
so you have to go vote. Uh, the city sets aside nine hundred thousand dollars of the FY twenty budget for one-time capital projects. So go vote online. Um, there's a lot of in-person locations that we mentioned last week at the library and so forth. Um, it's only until Friday. Yeah, so you have a day basically. Like two more days. Two more days. Yeah. But depending on when you listen to this. Exactly. So December 7th is the last day. Yeah. So go vote. Go vote. Um, do we want to end on this note? I can end on a different okay. note, but I'm yeah. going to make you do this one. Okay, fine. So, um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay, this is so awkward. People are like, okay. All right, we need a transition. Yeah, let's time. transition, transition. Okay. All right. So tis the season. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do this. I don't know why they said tis the season. Like, it rem- it's like... It brings you to like this happy place, and then like I opened the email and it's like, yeah. "Tis the season." I was. I we need to get give them some tips on this marketing. So, it's an event um, that's happening through the Cambridge Women's uh, Commission on a really important topic. It's uh, going to happen at City Hall Annex three forty four Broadway tomorrow uh, from seven to eight thirty. So, if you listen, you should go. Uh, the holidays can be a very challenging time in regards to sexual harassment and violence. Um, this will be a session that's going to be involving Eliza Campbell, the com- community engagement specialist at the Boston Area Rape Crisis Center, and she'll discuss uh, that organization's model for teaching sexual violence bystander intervention, which you and I have talked about, I think, is very important. It's one of the hardest things. Right, right. Um, so I believe that she spoke last night. Um, at the press conference. Oh. Uh, there was somebody there from the Boston Area Rape Crisis Center talking about um, this event, but also the need for um, more focused legislation to protect victims. So this is an important event. It's going to be, did you say this already, at City Hall Annex 344 Broadway? Yep. T- um, Thursday, December 6th at 7 to 8.30. Um, so I just have one last thing to talk about. What is it? So um, Liam's Lunches of Love which I have talked about on this podcast before. So Liam um, was just, well, okay, so Liam's Lunches of Love, there's this third grader probably two years ago who decided to do something about um, some of the homeless residents that he saw in his neighborhood. He wanted to try to help them. So he packed up 20 lunches one day and handed them out and has been handing out packed bagged lunches hundreds of them each and every weekend for the last 18 months um, to homeless residents and he's been really raising the profile of of just how critical the needs are he's in sixth grade now Mm. um, and he uh, is has just been chosen as one of CNN's five young wonders this year and that's amazing it's amazing and I'm so happy that he's being um, called out for this incredible work that he's doing in our community so young um so the other four young people are also is as amazing and i you can go online at cnn and and read all about uh, liam and all the rest of the amazing young wonders Um, but there's also going to be on friday night at 11 p.m with anderson cooper they're going to have um they're going to show a video that i was actually lucky enough to be involved in the filming of um with liam and his family because i i have never really talked about this before but um one of the main reasons he was inspired to do this was because he was a participant in the Cambridge Weekend Backpack Program. And um, he saw how something really simple but critical could be helpful to people. And um, I think I love sharing that connection with Liam that um, 
you know, he was inspired by something that I did. And now he's now inspiring so many people to get involved in their own community and just do something small um, to help people and to really be impactful. So I love that kid. I love what he's doing. I'm so, so, so happy and proud um, that he's finally getting this recognition on CNN. And I can't wait to see um I can't wait to see him with Anderson Cooper. I'm so excited to watch it. Every, you, you'll t- tweet it out. I'm gonna tweet. I already tweeted it out. Um, but if I'm sure it'll be online. If you know, I'm not gonna be awake on Friday night at 11 o'clock to watch this. But <laughs> <laughs> definitely, if you want to be inspired by a young person, you should definitely check him out. He's got a huge heart and he's got a wonderful family. And we're just so lucky to have Liam here, Liam and um, his family here in Cambridge. So we're gonna end on that note. We will uh, see you next week. Happy holiday uh, strolling. Happy. (laughs) What was our hashtag? Hashtag all about that stroll life. (laughs) I'm I'm trademarking that. All right, people. (laughs) A little TM. TM. (laughs) Um, You know what's so funny? I was talking to this woman this week and she was like, oh, I listened to your podcast. Do people tell you this? Yeah, that they listen. That they listen. Are you surprised? Like, I'm always like shocked. I'm like, you do? (laughs) Like, what else do we think we're doing here? <laughs> I know, I like, know. We're just talking to each other. I, I just feel like sometimes we're just talking to each other. It's just always so funny when people are like... I know, people have asked us, like, oh, are you collecting data? Like, And we're just like, what? Oh, oh. We will be coming out with a series of videos in 2019. Yes, it is, on our, it is on our list of things to do. Many to-do lists that you'll, you'll, we'll be advertising it more so that we get um, more than 10 listeners. <laughs> I mean, it's a great place to to really learn about getting a, just a quick hit of like what's happening here in the city. And we're pretty funny and fun. Can we say that? I mean, so Sarah Stillman, who is my legi- my uh, <laughs> legislative aide, last week she was like, "I laughed out loud." I, I know. Like, I felt good when she said that. I was like, "Oh, I still got it. I know. <laughs> I can still hang and be funny." Yeah, we're still cool. All right. You know, it feels good when people you know are saying you're great instead of <laughs> instead of yelling at you in a meeting <laughs> like parks and rec style like <laughs> you guys are awful <laughs> what are you doing with your lives yeah so if you if you see sambal and i around just like walk up to us give us a hug a hug would be great a hug would be so great <laughs> a hug and just like a smile maybe yeah i love hugs uh, you do love hugs. i would just start crying <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just kidding <laughs> totally kidding totally kidding i do this thing now where like even if i see somebody remotely friendly i hug them because I, I i don't know it's so awkward it's so oh my god awkward. i hugged a guy by accident this right? morning i keep doing it he was like oh we're oh. hugging <laughs> i was like oops and then now you have to hug that guy forever forever like every time you have a meeting with that guy you have to hug it's anyways god so thanks for joining us living and learning we will see you soon we will be here next week to tell you about all the things that are going on and then i think we're gonna go on break Uh, we're going on hiatus hiatus this is like what this is us does (laughs) okay we're not finishing up yet because winter hiatus is the most painful time of year it's so painful i sat i actually you know what i watched last night just my clicker. I can't find anything to watch. My son was like, "Are you still? Are you still looking for a show to watch?" I'm like, at this point, I'm just gonna quit. I know. Today she it was, was like just 20 like, minutes before we left for the podcast. She was like, "I need a new TV show." And then everything you said, I was like, "I've seen it. I've seen it. I hate it." I was like, "Okay, well, <laughs> I'm not helpful." Anyway, if anybody has any TV show ideas for the hiatus, so that we can please get let through, us know. please let us know. Please let us know so we can get through this. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.